We are back here on Bite Size Church for another new episode this week, and I have the guest named Brandon Davis. He's another sophomore at OSU, so Brandon, say what up to everybody. What up, everybody? So, of course, we are going to start off with a very important question. It's riveting. I know people are looking forward to it at this point because they're like, just how random can Pastor BJ be? (laughs) Well, today's question, if you're ready for it, I'm ready. Is if you had to start an Olympic bobsled team with three people from three age groups at our church, who would they be and why? So the age groups basically go uh, children or youth. Uh, you are the college student in the in the bobsled. Mm-hmm. Then somebody ages 25 to 55 and then another person rounding it out at a robust 55 plus. So I'm pretty excited to hear what you're thinking so i don't know much about bobsledding so i don't know whether like it's more of a a light thing a heavy thing i'm just gonna assume aerodynamics is a big place i'm gonna pick aerodynamic people okay so i I think i think judson judson still fits in the younger younger age group judson's pretty aerodynamic i could say He's also pretty fearless. Like I can oh, yeah. see him just being excited about flying down a sheet of ice. He would definitely be down to do some bobsled. Okay, so Judd's a pretty good, solid first pick. Um, for the older than me age group, I'll probably just pick my dad because I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, so how do you think he would feel? He doesn't strike me as a cold weather person. No. Well, okay, he's a butcher, so yeah. he's cold all the time. I mean. He actually would yeah. be fine with it because it's always cold. Yeah. Every day at work. <laughs> That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Um, and then, well, James Haskins kicked my butt in bowling. So I think that he would probably <laughs> surprise me if, if I took him bobsledding too. Yeah. I could see him being a sleeper on that team too. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. so who do you think, who do you think's driving? Like, I know that my extent of bobsled experience is probably like the cool runnings movie from Disney where the Jamaican team just tried to start. And of course it was sensationally fiction, but uh, basically they talk about who does what. So who do you think's driving and who do you think's just kind of chilling in the sled, hoping not to die? (laughs) I think that James would be hoping not to die. I think Judson would want to drive, but I don't know that I want to let Judson drive. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, he's super precise, but yeah, yeah. I'd probably put the responsibility off on my dad just so that way I don't got to worry about it. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it in church van terms, uh, he's old enough to drive on the insurance. So maybe there's bobsled insurance that you have to take into account. And uh, then if you do wreck, uh, you can always just be like, see, it wasn't me. Uh, (laughs) I was just the guy pushing and sliding and, uh, you know, ended up on my head. So that would be a really interesting youth trip. There's no way we could ever do that. But man, it'd be it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I've gone snow tubing, gone skiing, that kind of stuff. But there's there's always been a part of me that's wanted to try bobsledding or luging or something I like that at least once. A safe way to bobsled though. No, probably not. I mean, except for like at Six Flags, the bobsled ride is kind of yeah. Like a, 
It's just a water slide inside of a yeah. slide, I guess. Well, we'll just have to talk with Pastor Nate and see what he can come up with. Because <laughs> everyone knows that the lead pastor is the person that fixes everything that goes wrong at the church, no matter what's going on. <laughs> so... I thought it was pretty funny that he was on everybody's hearts and minds in our college group last night when we were uh, playing Jackbox. And the question was, what would be the most awkward thing to have on your pillow? And one person answered Nate Burns and the other person answered Nate Burns' face. So, (laughs) Pastor Nate, if you're listening, it's probably good to know that you've already endeared yourself to these college students and they're pretty excited. Um, So, If we can make fun of you, that means that we like you. (laughs) so yeah well i'm sure that he'll be ready to throw it back as soon as he can i'm sure he would love to to come and be a part of some of that at some point i'd be disappointed if he didn't yep so anyway now that we've gotten the important and uh philosophical question out of the way why don't you tell us a little bit about what life's been like since you've gone up to osu like some things like your major what you hope to do with that uh when you get out of school because you're a sophomore second semester this Mm -hmm. year and so that means that you're kind of in that home stretch starting. Um, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about that and uh, what you hope to do? Yeah, well, I'm a declared architecture design major with a minor in entrepreneurship with the architecture focus. Um, so basically with that, architecture is pretty versatile, so I can take that and do whatever I want, honestly, as long as it's got something to do with design. It's just like... In my mind, it's the art degree that can make money when they graduate. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. Well, and you've been doing architecture plans like forever, ever since I've known you. Um, well, yeah, so I, my, my introduction story to architecture for me is like, I, I, I wanted to be a zookeeper in preschool. Okay. Chris Chestnut. I don't know if you met Chris. I think yeah, I know Chris. Yeah, and, and so I was designing the zoo on with like colored pencils and stuff i was drawing floor plans for a zoo in preschool it turns out that i didn't really want to be a zookeeper i just wanted to design a zoo yeah so one thing led to another high school i started taking drafting and woodshop and all that kind of stuff and i just like to design stuff so i architecture just was like an, an obvious choice there was i didn't really think about any other major honestly yeah well, it's good to know that it's something that you're you're excited about. I just remember the one year that Extrav was coming up, and you were like, eh, "Can I enter like house plans as an art form?" And it was like, "Well, of course you can. I don't know why. Like, it's art. Like, how could they tell you that it's not <laughs> like art?" And then didn't you end up winning that year too? Uh, I may have. I don't exactly remember. I have. Yeah. I have submitted floor plans and stuff to competitions before. I've gotten a People's Choice Award for some floor plans I did in my junior year of high school. Um, and then I've, I mean, I've gotten good grades in studio, which is hard, so. Yeah. So if you go out this career, it goes exactly the way that you would like it to. What would be like the pinnacle design as of today? Obviously, this will probably change over time, but like what would kind of be your like white whale of things that's like I want to build this. Is it that zoo or is it something else at this point? A zoo would be really cool, but I think ultimately what I want to be able to do is to have enough money to open up my own like 
camp. It would be so cool to like just design all of the facilities for like a completely self-sufficient campsite. Yeah. So like a like a church camp or just like a a wilderness camp. Yeah, a church camp. Yeah. Wilderness camp, church camp. Honestly, in my opinion, if there's no difference, that's a good thing. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> Some of my favorite campgrounds are the ones that have the most random like features around but also mm-hmm. still have the crazy things like the superman swing and the high ropes course and, oh, yeah. um, zip lines all that kind of stuff so well ken hembry if you're listening you might have an ear to pick here if you're <laughs> thinking through some things um so yeah I'd, i would love to see what you could do just because i know how creative you are so um yeah that'd be pretty exciting to see that come to fruition for you so with the schooling um the obvious elephant in the room right now is that we're in the midst of distance learning and i know that you are in studio like all the time is what you have let me know so how has distance learning affected your ability to to do the classes that you need to do and is it easier is it harder is it different you know in in a lot of cases it's easier just because i've got all of my resources on my computer anyways and I don't gotta move around. I can just kind of stay in one spot and be lazy and not like actually walk around. But in other cases like in studio where whenever school is actually in session I was pretty much there nine or ten hours a day <laughs> every day. Um, then that transition was a little bit more difficult but actually for me specifically it wasn't that bad because I'm very opinionated if you've met me. Yep, I have. And and I don't really care my stature, like relative to whoever I'm talking to. And so I worked with all of my professors and we started a Discord server, which is something I was comfortable with. I set it all up for them, showed them how to use it. And they're like, this is cool. We'll use this. And so yeah. for me, it was really simple because I, I, I encouraged, and that was in air quotes, my professors yeah. to use the systems that I I'm accustomed and comfortable with because I know that they're going to work. And so, so everything's pretty much gone smoothly there because I, I've been helping them test out like zoom and stuff like that before, yeah. before classes started. So I knew how it worked so that they could know how it worked. So yeah. You know, I, I think I hear a little bit of your mom's voice in that just from my experience with a firework stand, you know, coming in, there's no way that you can understand exactly what goes into that beast and i just oh, yeah. kind of like my first week was like what on earth and Sherilyn was like you ought to do it this way and i was just like whatever you say i'm on board please don't that's, let that's, me die <laughs> that's why i'm getting that extra entrepreneurship clarification <laughs> so that way i can i can learn as much as i need to before i start my own business but as soon as i am able to i'm going to because it's it's like it's 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 less of a I don't like working for people, more of a I don't like feeling like that I have to explain a better way of doing things to somebody that's higher up than me. Yeah, I'd rather just do it the way that I think is better and not really have anybody question. <laughs> yeah, well, and and like you say, uh, you have the ability to coach people and be supportive of them as they're doing different things. So, with a supportive mindset it isn't necessarily bad to want to work with yourself and then also help other people um, 
get the same knowledge that you have. So I'm sure that your professors have been very grateful <laughs> through this process yeah. that you introduce them to things that make their lives better. And my peers, uh, my peers as well. Yeah. I, I, I still get messages on Discord all the time. I've got like the regulars that come to my desk and ask for me to help. Like if I don't see them for one day, they're either, I don't know, just eating snacks all day or not doing anything. So yeah. I have to go check on them if they're not, if they're not asking me for help. Yeah. Eating snacks definitely sounds like a lot of our, uh, our daily activities right now. I <laughs> that, um, yeah. it's been really tough for a lot of us to get out, but at least the weather was decent today. So yeah, well, um, we've talked a little bit about how you are a supportive person by nature, but I think that's also a learned trait. So, um, I know that you've grown up in our church, you know, your entire life, if I'm, if I'm right, um, with my timeline and undoubtedly you've had people over the years who have been supportive of you as you've grown up, who are some of those influences in your life spiritually that you would just be like, they've always been in my corner. Yeah, so pretty much anytime I show my face in the church, um, I'm going to be greeted by James Haskins. And that was kind of through the, um, I guess it was like adopt a teen thing that we did. I think that was with Brett still. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we've become acquainted and we always, we always find each other in church. He comes and checks up on me. And then Roger, I don't know. Yeah, Roger has. He, he has been in my life since as long as I can remember. So yeah, he probably knows as much about me as anybody does. He always comes up and checks on me. And then my grandma, we, yep. whenever we were kids, we always went to their house. They picked us up from school. We went over to their house afterwards every time. So we always got the, instead of just go sit in time out, it's go sit in time out. And then we'd have to say sorry to God before we could get out of time out. <laughs> you know? so it was like, we'd always get those little lessons. So, yep. Oh, I know. My dad, my dad is kind of, he's a spiritual, uh, I guess, guide as well. But I, my personality can be derived from my dad more than any other source pretty much. Yeah, I can say that with confidence too. You guys are pretty similar. It's really funny watching your whole family interact because like Victoria is 100% Sherilyn and there's some Jesse in there. And then it's like, you're 100% Jesse and there's a little Sherilyn in there too. So I'm sure that's not the first or the last time that you're going to hear that. <laughs> yes, no, it's not. I answer the phone sometimes and I'm like, Jesse, why are you answering the phone? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, What's it meant to you over the years to just know that you've had those people in your life to support you? And what have they taught you um, just about God in the process of that? I mean, it's invaluable. There's something to be said for figuring stuff out on your own, but you don't really figure God out on your own. (laughs) I mean, you can read the Bible, but without somebody mentoring you and multiple people mentoring you is even better than just i mean you can't really replace that yeah so no i know that i tell the the teens and i'm sure that i told you uh when you were in the group you got to collect mentors like pokemon (laughs) just because there's always another one to be had so 
um, that's something I've seen you do and I'm pretty impressed by and, and happy to uh, to be a part of as well. So, um, you know, one of the things that I always ask too, after the, the question of, you know, who's been investing in you is I do like to bring up uh, some scripture. And I know that a lot of people just want to know uh, what your favorite scripture is and why that's important to you. So my senior year of high school, I actually like gave a presentation pretty much based around this. What was that called? Baccalaureate? Yeah, baccalaureate. Yeah. And so like the main verse of that was, and actually the title of the message, I guess, or presentation. Yeah, your speech. Is, is Matthew 6.34. It was like, don't worry about tomorrow. Like, you got to worry about today before you can worry about tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And that's the Brandon paraphrase, but. Yep. Yeah, he talks about the birds of the air and the lilies of the field and just never being in need. Yeah, God will take care of an ostrich or something. What's what's an ostrich got on you? Yeah. So um, how does that impact the way that you live day to day? Well, I live day to day. (laughs) (laughs) People always... They're... I, I don't get stressed out about stuff. I think that stressing out about things, while sometimes you can help it, it's, it is fundamentally a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't. I, I, I cognitively tell myself, just don't stress out about stuff because it's a waste of time. You got better things to spend your, spend your time on. Yeah, kind of that, instead of thinking about right now, think about what's coming next move. Um, just to keep that forward momentum. You know, I think that's a pretty fresh perspective that a lot of us right now with all of the COVID-19 madness and all that stuff, it's it's really hard to feel certain about what the world's even going to look like in a couple of months. I know um, there's questions about, well, what's church going to look like? When do we get to go back in? Uh, is it the right time? And, you know, I think that we would all do well to consider the lilies and to take a breath, take a minute, just take in the world around us and try to see the good things in the midst of all this chaos, because there are plenty of them. You know, there are several uh, authors that have put out material that are telling us that church is actually growing right now Mm -hmm. uh, through online engagement and that sort of thing. And it's like, if you think about it, we're forced to get better at doing the online thing now. Yeah. I, I obviously I don't do the online. I don't watch our online service because I just go. Right. But it, I can only imagine that its quality has increased over the past couple weeks. Like. Oh yeah. It's it's not it's not a bad thing. Oh, it's not an all bad thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Nobody wants to go through hard things. But the, the good thing about hard things is that, you know, pearls are formed under pressure. And when pressure comes, how you respond to it, you either become a gem or you get crushed. And, you know, the Apostle Paul writes to us that we may feel persecuted, crushed, hard pressed on all sides, but we're never abandoned because the same Christ that is for us on the cross lives in us daily and that's the bj paraphrase of several of his things (laughs) so you know i'm honestly excited to see what can happen as we come out of this because like you said we are getting better and better at things that we 
didn't necessarily think we had to be good at yet. And that's just God revealing to us ways that we can be creative and bringing his kingdom to earth. So that gets me fired up and I'm pretty excited about that. So, well, Brandon, how can we be praying for you over the next few months? You know, obviously we'll, we'll pray for health and well-being and grades and all that stuff. But uh, is there anything else that you'd like for us to specifically be remembering for you? Yeah, I just signed a lease on a house. Nice. So that's a new thing I got to worry about, I suppose. Yep. Uh, keep track of rather than be. Hashtag adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but that's, that's pretty much all that's new, honestly. Okay. Well, why don't I pray for us? And then uh, I'll have you send us out on the tagline um, that I'm sure that you can know from memory. But uh, I just appreciate you taking the time and you know, letting us in a little bit of Brandon's world. Uh, We're excited about all the things that are going to be coming out of that. So God, we thank you for this night and for the time that we've gotten to spend on this call. And I just pray that uh, you would continue to bless Brandon as he studies to, to do his best in this architectural field. And we pray that he would see that as a way through which he can reach people with your message, uh, that you're in the business of building people. And that if we submit ourselves to you and if we are in a place where we can trust you in all things, we don't necessarily have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because we know that you're in control of it. So I I thank you for that testimony that he shared way back at Baccalaureate and is going to continue to share throughout his life. Um, So we just pray that you would bless him as he moves into the next adult phase of his life where he's leasing a house. And we, we praise you for the ability that he's had to go through college this far. And we Uh, Just pray that you would have that lease go well for him, that the house would be in good repair, that his landlord would be very responsive and um, flexible, friendly, all the things that you look for in a a friend. Uh, And we just pray that that would be the the tone of their relationship. And uh, God, we just pray for all the different people in our church, all the things that are going on. And we just want to have that trust that we've already spoken of, that you are in control, you're working all things out for our good and that you are giving us even more ways to be creative with your kingdom so that we can become the dangerous intersection between heaven and earth where you live among us. Thank you so much for Jesus, and we just pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all of us. And we pray this all in his name. Amen. We love you. There's nothing you can do about it. Stay classy.